You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Jack Fritz. Well, it's a 3 o'clock on a Friday, which means we talk to our guy, our Eagles insider, some say a great Sixers podcaster, Elliot Shorparks. What's happening, E? What up? How you guys doing today? What up, E? Happy Groundhogs Day, buddy. Feels like we're right back where we usually are with this basketball team, huh? Amen. Amen. But it was a fun time last night at the Clap Your Hands event. Thank you to everybody that came out. It was an awesome time. You know, not not a great thing to celebrate, but it, it was a fun night. Well, it's it's always important to commiserate together. You know, that's what the, yeah. that's what they yeah. always say. So, uh, what are we doing with Joel here, buddy? Are we are you shutting him down? You letting him play through it? W- what's your thoughts on the Embiid situation? So, I would be okay not seeing Joel take the court until the playoffs. At this point, I think it's really the only path to take. I think bringing him back in six weeks, seven weeks, just furthers the chance that he could be injured. I, I, we, we've tried everything with Joel. He's played through things. He's sat through things. He's avoided surgery. He's had surgery. The reality is he's just a player that is injury prone and it is going to you know, likely get hurt at some point. So I think the best move for this team is to rest him until the playoffs. It's going to impact your playoff seeding, obviously. But if you're not the top two seed, I don't think there's a big difference between going to New York for Game 7 or having Game 7 here. It's really just Boston and Milwaukee where you would want that home court advantage, but that's not going to happen at this point. So I would rest Joel until the playoffs, let him warm up in that first round, and hope that for the first time in a long time, you get as as healthy as a Joel as you can leading into the second round. Mm-hmm. So, the, so then what does that mean for the trade deadline for you? Are, are you in the mindset of go get someone to pair with you know, Maxi and let, and let them try to carry through or, or kind of punt on the trade deadline? I, I don't see why the Joel injury impacts the trade deadline. They have expiring deals, which you can only trade at this deadline. It's not like they can hold on to Toby and trade him this offseason. It's an expiring contract. Covington's an expiring contract. Marcus Morris is an expiring contract. So the, you, you have to move those assets now if you're ever going to move them. And the draft picks that they've acquired, they were acquired – to trade like that's the whole purpose of really having those picks so you if you have a chance to go get a player that you think can be here for a long time like zach levine can help you win now and he can help you win next year murray out of atlanta he can help you win now and he can help you win next year and if anything i think it puts more pressure to get a deal done 
Because if, if Embiid is not going to play for a long stretch, you have to get more talent next to Maxi. Maxi showed last night he is a special player. He's obviously an all-star for the first time. You can't just punt on the season with a player like that. We tried the whole punting on seasons with main with, with stars, and it's really resulted in some disappointing playoff outcomes. So I think the trade deadline, you have just as much pressure, if not more pressure than before, to go out and get an impact player to use these assets. See, I disagree. I do, not with everything that you said, but I think the idea of there should be some sense of urgency from Maury to go out and make a deal that improves this roster significantly. Well, if there's a deal that's advantageous for the Sixers, sure. I right, go go right ahead. I'm I'm I I'm in on Zach Levine, wouldn't have a problem with that. I certainly don't want to go get someone that's marginal that you're gonna give up. Like, say for instance, DeMar DeRozan. All right, you go get DeMar DeRozan. I, I don't think with a compromised Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, dep- depending on what you got to give up to get him, I don't think that's enough to get you out of the second round. I don't. So you still end yeah. up in the same position, even going to get DeMar DeRozan. So I, I think what you're saying, like, I, like take this. I, I wouldn't trade A.J. Brown for Patrick Pertain, but I would trade him for three first-round picks. So, like, ultimately, yes, I agree that it depends on what the deal is. DeMar right. DeRozan – if you're going to trade him straight up for Covington in a second-round pick, then I think it's almost no harm, no foul. Oh, like, yeah. You know, well, yeah, we can yeah. do that. Yeah, for sure. Right. So, <laughs> so it really comes down to what type of assets are you willing to give up. And mm-hmm. to your point, like, the price is going to be the price. I agree. You don't, you're not in a situation where you just add in an extra first-round pick to get it done. But I, I think that, like, Zach Levine, there was a report today that the Bulls might have to attach an asset to him just to get rid of him. Okay. So, I, like know, it, I like that. I like that. Sounds like a player Kobe, we should bring in here. Yeah, well, that's that's a different discussion. But, but if if it's just Kobe straight up for Zach Levine, or if you add in the first and you get Caruso, I think those are players that can help you next year too. So I agree, you're okay. not just going to overpay. But like, I, if, when you have assets and a lot of them are expiring deals, I think there is a lot of uh, sense in being, you know, somewhat aggressive in trying to trade them. Okay. Here's my thing. I to bring this back to what you said about two minutes ago. Did you really – and see, this is this is the issue, Elliot. You know, you, you go too far sometimes. Tyrese Maxey and the word special, eh, we're yeah. not – they're not in the same sentence yet. They're not right, in the well, same right. sentence so, yet. So, I hesitate to do this because this was said off air, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something you said. I clap your hands last night. Okay. Like, you said Jalen Brunson was better than Tyrese Maxey. Correct. Right? Huh? Maxey goes out and drops 51 points last night. Yeah. <laughs> so – I think you are underestimating Maxi. I probably underestimated Brunson. I think Brunson is a very good player. What he did last night was special. But what Maxi did last night was special as well. He played, I believe, actually, every single minute of that second half. And down, and down the stretch, he carried the offense. He got the game going by going 4-4 four four from 3 to start. Like, I have, I have concerns about Maxi in the playoffs because of his size. Like, I wonder on the perimeter yes. if you really get a defense. Yes. But, he, I mean, Brunson's undersized, too. Like, like at the end of the day, Maxie's putting up the results. He's an all-star. How many other all-stars would you say are not special? Well, Drew, Hall- Drew Holiday's been an all-star. We've had Andre Iguodala's been yeah, an you gotta all-star. Yeah, you got to be a multi-all-star. Yeah, well, look, I think all I, listen, I just think I listen. I like, and yeah, this is now, I know this is where we're going to turn into now. I hate Tyrese Maxey. Big Dollar is not a Hall of Famer. Well, <laughs> yes, he's, he yeah, I bet you he's going to lose consideration. And Drew, well, Holiday, no, he I'm, may get in. I'm just saying he's not a Hall of Famer. I agree, but I think that the NBA Hall of Fame is probably the easiest Hall of Fame. Yes, because well, it's not the NBA Hall of Fame; it's the basketball yes, right, Hall of Fame, basketball, right. <laughs> yeah. which is the big issue. But like, listen, can, do you think Tyrese Maxey can be the second best player on a title team? Yes, 
I do. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, I well, hold on. Hold, no, 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 no. You can't okay. say special and then not say, oh, well, I don't know. Well, but no, here's what I'll say. I, I think, like, my answer to that would be no, probably, but he's proven me wrong tons of times. Like, oh, what, is he, he the next Jalen Hurts? <laughs> well, that's a discussion for a different day. But, but Maxi, like, Maxi, again, last night he comes out, he can do the most important thing in the sport. The most important thing in the sport is making threes. And he can do that at a level maybe only three or four other players in the league can do. So, can he be the second best player on a championship team? You have to have Joel or, you know, one of those top five guys as your number one. But Maxi, time and time again, and for what it's worth last year in the playoffs, has had really big moments. So, I think this is certainly a year where there's a lot of pressure on him and where you get an answer to that, but he can't be the best guy. And that's why I think with Joel being injured, there's a lot of incentive to go out and get again, like a Levine or, or, or a Murray or something like that. So have you given up Well, we've kind of been kicking around at the beginning of the show today is have you given up on this being, have you thrown in the towel on this being a championship season for the Sixers? Are you, are you in that mindset where you kind of throw your hands up and be like, ah, well, and beats hurt. What am I supposed to do? Are you still in championship mindset? Of course, because what's really changed, right? They're not going to be a top two seed. They're probably not going to be a top two seed before. Uh, Joel, guess what? Going into the playoffs, we're going to have injury concerns. That feels like every other year we've been around this team. So I think, if anything, there's more reason to feel optimistic about this team because they have a better head coach and they have Maxi at the best he's ever been. So punting on this season, I, I think, would, would be foolish because there's a real chance that Embiid is going to be there in the playoffs. Will he stay healthy? I don't know. Chances are probably not. But that's a question every single every single other year. So the timing of this injury, while it's upsetting and you don't want to see him get hurt, it's not the worst timing in the world because he'll have some time to rest leading into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm willing to punt on the season. Um, if, if, it, if unless I'm getting a deal that's heavily in my favor and I'm getting a I'm getting a an obvious upgrade at a position. I just I just look at the team and I say, I, I don't know if there's a deal out there that's going to make you that much better. Could you move some different pieces around? Okay, if you bring in another scorer, okay, depending on who that is, you're giving up depth on your bench. You're giving up wing guys. You're giving up defenders. You're giving up guys that actually don't need the ball to look to score to, that actually will need to defend. Who are going to mm -hmm. be your defenders once you get to the playoffs? Who's, who's, who's going to guard Dame Lillard on the perimeter? Who's going to guard uh, some of these guys – uh, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, these guys on the perimeter. Who are going to be your defenders against these guys? So I think you have to go out and get an elite perimeter defender for sure. Like Kelly Oubre has a body type for it, but he's not a great defender. Toby, mm -hmm. I think, has improved as a defender. But again, he's not somebody oh. that – but but also for what it's worth, last year P.J. Tucker was supposed to be that guy. And Terrible. And still lit the Sixers up. So, Listen, you, you know, know I wasn't a P.J. Tucker guy. So, yeah, yeah. I was, I was anti-P.J. Tucker. Oh, well, man, Pat he got Beverly it in Bede's ear. He turned around the, the series. Yeah, well, but, I mean, One Pat day. Beverly is who we all thought P.J. Tucker was. Like, Pat Beverly is actually – helping this team out, I think, from, a, from like, a, a dog standpoint. Yes, I agree. With PJ. But, but to the defense thing, I, I, like, it, I don't know if there's a defender out there that they can acquire that is going to slow down Tatum. Like, we're probably talking about the difference between Tatum dropping 35 and 27. So, I think you're right that you have to go out and get those. You can try to find those guys. I think a Caruso from Chicago, could, that guy, he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. He also is a good offensive player. He shoots the three at a relatively high clip. So maybe if you go after a Levine, you can go and get Caruso as well. Maybe that's an instance where you slightly overpay because he could be good for you next year. 
But I just I look at the East and I don't think there's a great team there. Like Boston is very good, but Boston also has you know a player in Chris Stapp that I think the Sixers can really take advantage of. The Boston barely beat the Sixers last year, and Milwaukee has really been up and down. So I don't think there's a real juggernaut there in the East where it's not worth at least trying to improve the roster with next year in mind, but trying to improve the roster so you can you know get a shot at it this year. I know this is right up your alley and transitioning into the Eagles here. How would you evaluate how Jalen threw the ball last night? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it was – look, you know, I think it's a, it's a fun it's a Come fun on, event. training camp stats. Don't don't bail yeah. on me now. Well, yes. I, my, my training camp matters, matters – stats matter more than that. I mean, look, it was a bad showing from Jalen. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, it was, <laughs> if he would have been really good, everybody would have been like, look how accurate he is. So, I, you know, we can't look at it both ways. If he would have won it, everybody would have been really impressed. He'd <laughs> He did not throw the ball well last night. Now, is that you know, an issue going forward? Do you believe? No, I don't think it's an issue going forward. I think there's enough to talk about with Jalen that his performance at the precision passing uh, event isn't the end of the world. But no, I mean it was it was not it was not good. <laughs> I didn't even see it. Couldn't disagree more. Oh, you got to show Ike. You got to show. Right, Ike. I'll, I'll show him next yeah. break. I'll show him next break. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. I could well, he came in fifth out of six. Like, look, yeah. it is what it is. Like, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't matter. But I'm sure Jalen himself would tell you he didn't throw the ball well in that event. Well, yeah. and, and it matters the other guys that were in the contest. Well, C.J. Stroud put up a 26. Jalen was at a 17. You know. That's... What about the other guys? Who else was in it? Was Tua, Tua was in it. Yeah, Tua Baker... finished below him, which is surprising because Tua is obviously accurate. Gino Baker, Baker finished ahead of him. Baker, made, uh, Gino finished ahead of him. Gardner Minshew finished ahead of him. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Wow. Everyone ran out of town. Yeah, I'm gonna need to throw the Odyssey app on for the next break to hear Ike's reaction <laughs> to the uh, <laughs> the Jalen Hurts performance. But look, I will say, you know, for everyone that wants to see Jalen be a little more, uh, you know, jovial on the sidelines, like he was last night. It looked like he was really enjoying himself. He was talking to people. I, you know, I thought I thought it showed the side of Jalen that maybe you don't always get to see on the sidelines. Yeah, listen, that stuff matters. That stuff matters. It does. Yeah. Last one, uh, last one for me, uh, Elliot. We, we we kicked this around yesterday. What is what is your expectation heading into next year for the Eagles? Are you in Super Bowl or bust? Is it is it an all in kind of off season for you, or are you okay with a bit of a step back? It's a great question. So I definitely don't think the expectation should should be Super Bowl. There's a lot that. Um, there's a lot that's going to change on the team. The defense, uh, two new coordinators. Well, I think it's an upgrade at the coordinator. Uh, still two new coordinators. We saw this year how tough that is to get over it. But once again, I expect the Eagles to be a double-digit win team. I think they have a real chance of winning the division. The two seed, the one seed will be in play. So while I don't think you go into next year and say they're one of the four or five best teams in the league, they certainly are a team that I think can can aspire to the Super Bowl. I don't think it's uh, like the Buccaneers next year, even though they went to the second round. Let's be real. The Buccaneers aren't winning the Super Bowl next year. The Eagles are one of those teams that I think if you have the quarterback in Jalen and you can play more like 2022, you have a shot. So maybe not Super Bowl or bust, but I think they should at least have the Super Bowl on their mind. All right. There he goes. Mm -hmm. Elliot, have a great weekend, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you guys later. All right, brother. There he goes. Elliot Shoreparks. You know, I'm curious to see what the what the NFC is going to be like next year. You know, like Detroit getting Ben Johnson back and not losing him and having to replace him. It seems like Aaron Glenn's going to probably stay. He's not going to leave for a lateral job. Mm -hmm. So they keep the whole coaching staff together. The Niners will be there because Purdy's still on a rookie contract. Mm -hmm. And then Cow Green, Green Bay will be better. Green Bay should be better, right, with, with, with Jordan Love. Yep. Um, Cowboys, you know, I think they're yep. right there with they'll the Eagles. They'll still be a playoff team. Yep. Right, right there with the Eagles. But other than that – 
uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a, another team in the NFC East besides the besides the Cowboys and uh, NFC South. I mean, we'll see who the the Falcons get as their as their quarterback. Right. Maybe they're in the playoffs maybe next Justin year. Justin Fields or somebody. Yeah. yeah. Like I, you know, I thought the, I thought the NFC actually ended up being tougher this year than than I thought it was going to be. Well, you know what it is is more parity. There, there wasn't a clear. We 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 didn't think there was a clear dominant favorite. Even no. San Francisco, even though they finished with the top record, they weren't. Just the clear-cut dominant team. Hell, the Eagles were 10-1 and one through 11 weeks, and then we saw what happened coming down the stretch. The Cowboys showed flashes until they got to the postseason. Detroit was sort of – I never thought Detroit looked like a Super Bowl team. They just looked like a good football team all year long. Yes. Like a good football team all year long. They beat two solid teams at home. Not, not great teams. Mm-hmm. They beat the Rams barely. Some would say Sean McVay cost them that game. And they beat Tampa Bay, barely. A Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay team that I believe won nine games Mm -hmm. on the regular season. So they went out and played great against San Francisco. They just never came off to me as a dominant team. Just a good, solid team. We'll see how many people they bring back next year. They haven't looked at their free agent list and how many guys they're going to have coming back next year. And, And next year's different. You know, you're not the darlings of the league now. No. Yeah. Well, I will say that there was a lot of expectations on that Lions team, and for the first time in, in really their their, mm-hmm. their 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 fan base's lifetime, they didn't let them down. Yeah, and but they still had the. As long as we reach here, we're good. We want to see progress. hadn't They hadn't won a playoff game. hadn't been in a playoff. So their aspirations weren't Super Bowl. No. That changes this offseason. And when they were up 24-10, I think that changed. Yes, um, and yes, that changes. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, changed. That, that changes coming next year. Now Detroit wants a Super Bowl. And what's going to be interesting is that I think – I feel like the middle portion of the season, I, it kind of the, – the conversation felt like it turned a little bit from uh, the AFC's this dominant conference to the NFC was actually better. Look, I don't believe. That. I don't believe that anymore either. So, no, like the I AFC, never next, believe that. The AFC next year, you have Harbaugh with with Herbert. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. You yeah. have a second year of CJ Stroud. Uh, well, uh, you got a healthy Joe Burrow probably coming back next year. Of course, you have Anthony yeah. Richardson with yeah. with Shane Steichen. They won nine games with Minshew. You could have Aaron Rodgers in New York. You could have Russell Wilson in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, if, if they want to move off Pickett, uh, a full uh, Deshaun Watson was starting to play a little bit better before yeah. he. They almost they had Baltimore on the ropes. They they beat Baltimore that day that he got hurt. I don't know. I don't even remember. But, but either they way, won eleven games somehow. They won eleven games with an all time defense and Joe Flacco. Rogers coming back. I mean, the 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 AFC, the AFC is still in a you know a different stratosphere. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I mean, they got they got the better young quarterbacks, but, you know, the NFC is, is is getting better. Um, it's funny because the A's. Who has the number one pick? Now Chicago's going to have a young quarterback and Washington's going to have a young quarterback. I mean, that's what happens when you're the bad team at the top of the draft. You get all the young quarterbacks that are coming out. Now the NFC is going to get their chance to get some of these guys. Yeah, it's interesting because the NFC – well, <laughs> and Bryce Young was, did go to the Panthers last year. Yep. You know? But the NFC – the NFC uh, – 
it, it feels like more they're, they're more uh, team built rather than quarterback driven. Whereas the AFC feels a lot more quarterback driven versus you know having the great team. We had Purdy versus Goff in the NFC Championship game. Uh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to uh, let's go to Brandon and KOP. What's <laughs> happening, Brandon? Hey, what's going on, Johnny? Oh, not Johnny Marks. Oh, no more. Huh? Oh wow. my gosh. Listen, it's all in habit. Okay. <laughs> I agree, Jack Fritz. Thank you guys for taking my call. What's up, brother? What's up, KOP? B from KOP. I'm sorry. B from KOP. That's what I'm saying. Is, is my name even changed in the thing? It's it is. It's, it's right there be. on the screen. It has B from I, KOP. It's an identity. You know what I'm saying? Right. Listen. So, I, Ike, I want to ask you a question. Last year, around this time, when Joel had his injury, you guys, you 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 were on the the, the Sixers train. Mm-hmm. What what's changed? From last year to this year, it's another injury. We got, we got better. Yeah, but we got better. So, but, but, so it's, Joel, but it's another Joel, injury. Listen, I don't watch, I don't watch these sports teams because I want to sit there. I, I want, I want a championship, right? And so to sit so here and I. say, yeah, but to sit here and say after Joel and Bean got an injury. Everybody, you, you guys could have taken that little Twitter poll mm-hmm. on what, you know, I have, have you lost your hopes on the, on the Sixers three months ago and it would have been the same because everybody's already lost their hope on the Sixers. We know Joel Embiid is injury prone. Now, am I absolutely serious that he went out there and pushed himself uh, and got injured? Yes, I am. Uh, but I, I just don't understand what changed. And to sit here, and I, I, I listen to all three shows. I only mm-hmm. call this show because I'm a loyal cat. Uh, but but everybody is like giving. It just sounds. And well, just, well, hold on, Brandon. Instead of being frustrated, tell me why I should believe they're going to win a championship. What's the difference between this year and that? And, I'm asking and last you. Year? That's not an answer. I'm asking you. Why should I believe the 2024 Sixers are a legitimate championship contending team? Yeah. So one thing about trust is that trust is very easily uh, taken away, and it takes a long time to get back. So to answer that question, Sixers hasn't, ha- haven't been out of the second round in how many years? So there's nothing, that, there's nothing that they've done except for have a great regular season so far to let you know that they're going to be a championship team. But to sit here for, for hours and talk, about, and talk about giving up on the team just doesn't make any sense to me. Sure it does. Sure it does because because no. Here's the thing, Brandon. We we understand they're better in some areas, but we also understand that they've had the number one seed before. They've had home court advantage. So what about all the years where I didn't give up on them? That I did believe in them, and it didn't happen. Yeah, so are you giving up on him because Joel got injured? Yes. Yes. No, there is no or. Brandon, you're just talking to yourself. Talk, B. It's pretty simple. No, it's pretty simple. Yes, because our star player is injured again. I'm sorry. Yes. B, I got a quick question for you. It's pretty simple. Yes, and he could be out for six weeks. I'm here for you, Jack. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Jack Jack will get to you. Jack will get to you, B. Relax. You, you got diarrhea of the mouth, brother. I don't know what you've been doing today. You, you just relax for a second there. You wanted to know what has changed. What has changed? He's injured again. So what has changed is my faith and believing in it. Don't act as if their championship, championship hopes 
are pinned to my faith. If that were the case, we'd be six-time champions already. We haven't gotten out of the second round yet. No. I, so, <laughs> like we have, I've had faith for all these years. It, it didn't matter. So here's my follow-up, Brandon, is did you give up? Did you give up on the Eagles this year? Absolutely not. That one. No, 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 no. We got a call. We got a call from your cousin that said you wore a Bucks jersey. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you wore a Bucks jersey during the game. Fraud, fraud, fraud. Listen, hey, listen, I'm going to explain myself. Okay, I'm a Florida boy originally, right? Oh, I don't care. I don't care. Did you give up on the Eagles? Did you give up on the Eagles? No, I did not give up on the Eagles. I got I got four I got four Buccaneers jerseys in my closet. I don't know you better stop and listen to me, you don't have to ask me a question like that and make me look like nothing. Listen, okay, in Florida in Florida it's all about college football. They may have three. What does that have to do with the Bucks? What does that have to do with the Bucks? You're gonna hold out and listen to me if you're gonna call me out like that, because I'm gonna explain myself. When I first called this show from the get-go, I let y'all know. I've been a Tom Brady fan. Oh, my God. Break out the Patriots jersey then. (laughs) Listen. No, no, no. No, no. So when I moved up here, listen, I I got kids now. I I wasn't even into sports like that before I moved up here, okay? So what did I do? When the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl? Oh, you were right there. You flew back for the parade, didn't you? A hundred percent. But no, listen. Oh, here we go. Listen, Okay. You, this is, this, I mean, I love this stuff. This, this, Philadelphia sports is a whole different thing for me. It's a passion. It, 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 it's literally. Oh, yeah. you gotta break oh, out the sob story. All right. <laughs> break out the sob story on B and KOP. Oh, that was awesome. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I, he called yesterday. I remembered. I was gone, oh, man. We got to oh, bring man. that up. I did not we remember got, that. We got to bring that up. He pulled the Francisco with the yeah. opposing team jersey the day of a playoff game. Oh, I know. Fran's, listen, Fran oh, might need to take a, a deep breath as well. Man, it's all about accountability on this show. <laughs> he didn't know where to go. With he that. was. Back to him. who was more? Who was stammering more? Him or Fran yesterday? Who <laughs> was, was squirming more? B and K O P or oh Fran God. in the top five yesterday? Wow. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. Have you thrown in the towel on this being a championship <laughs> year for the Sixers? Are you in? Are you out? Have you given up with the Joel Embiid injury? Plus, an interesting uh, report yesterday on Sean Desai that might let us know why. The Eagles had to move on from Matt Patricia. Don't miss that. Coming up next on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hey, Tasty Cake has a treat for every Joan. Every Joan. Did you get that? That that sounded better this time. It did. Peanut butter fans have candy cakes, those chocolate-coated cakes with a creamy layer of peanut butter inside. There's crimpets, the light sponge cakes topped with rich icing for people who like classics. And... Donut lovers have options for days. You got the frosted mini donuts. How about the powdered mini donuts? And you can't forget about the delicious new dipping sticks flavors. There's so many uniquely satisfying treats to choose from. There's no surprise. It's tasty.